we really feel we should have had some intro music by now, you think? I think <laughs> I think maybe we should just <laughs> sing it by like do 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 Yeah, do 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 do. No elevator music? Yeah, that'd be good. I think that I think that'll work. Anyway, I'm Michelle. And I'm Stephanie. And we're back with a new episode. Woo! Children of Virtue and Vengeance by Tommy Adam Eddie Emmy. Eddie Yeah, Eddie. I feel so bad. I'm so bad. I butcher her name all the time. I think it's Tommy Eddie Emmy. Yeah. And if that is, like, I love how that sounds. It just sounds, it just rolls off the tongue. Well, it, it stumbles off of our tongues, but it just right. rolls off the tongues. It so does. <laughs> Other people's tongues. <laughs> So if you're reading this with us on, we're on uh, chapter 26 through 38 for this episode. And just to let you guys know, if you are new, you can catch up with us by listening on other episodes on Spotify or even on the Anchor app. Uh, we have episodes one through seven, and but we're missing episode three and we did a live show, but um, it kind of like got messed up, but we talk about it in episode four. So yes. Yes. Yeah. Episode four catches you up to date with, excuse me, our live shows. And I really liked our live show. Hopefully, like, as we grow and, you know, we, we fumble through this creative passion that we have, we can actually do more live shows. I would love that and, like, have, like, discussions with listeners and, like, because I do know a couple of, like, our friends and family that do listen to it. And I think it'd be really fun to just kind of interact and see what they had to say while they listened. But, right? But just a friendly reminder to everyone, like a friendly PSA. You guys, we are in the middle of a pandemic. Not, like, I'm not sure if you knew that. Like, it's been happening since, like, uh, March. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we're in the middle of a pandemic that's, you know, we're dealing with COVID, the Rona, coronavirus. You know, she goes by many names. So just be safe and wear a mask, wash your hands. And if you don't really need to be outside, just stay home. But if you do decide to venture out and eat outside at the restaurants or basically interact with strangers in public, just abide by the rules that they have there. Mm-hmm. They're literally having their, they have new standards and rules there in order to keep those restaurants or hotels or whatever type of business up and running. So yes, they're going to be enforcing those rules and the least that you should be doing when you're out in public is just listen to it like don't make their job any harder by complaining about the new rules that are applied to their job place like no one really wants to like apply them in a sense like nobody wants to enforce like everybody's gonna enforce it it makes everybody a little bit uncomfortable because it is new and they're they're having to work in those conditions for whatever how many hours they are working so if you're going to be at a restaurant for like let's say two hours and this person's a waiter or a waitress they're they're going to be working in their mask a lot longer than you're going to be waiting in your mask karen yeah (laughs) (laughs) like it's yeah like it's one thing like just you know check your check your privilege like i would just say about that because if you be patient like yes like that's just one thing like the job I have now working I'm constantly working with the public and I've I mean most people are really appreciative just to be outside and and you know in fresh air and to be out of the house and they're pretty friendly but that doesn't mean I haven't run into a few people who had something to say about it but at the end of the day they had to realize they came here they were healthy they were with their families and they came here to enjoy it so just you know, just follow the rules. It's really, it's, it's really not that hard. <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, have some compassion, have some understanding. And again, yeah, be patient. Everyone's struggling in some sort of way during this whole pandemic. If anything, you know, there's a silver lining. Maybe we can, you can get a new friend, have some camaraderie about it. Man. And that is my friendly PSA for the rona i think i'm just gonna call this segment the rona updates and it's just gonna be a psa about reminding people to wear their masks because this is not a joke like people people like people are out there without their masks yeah yeah it's not fun like yeah and or or when they i've seen videos of like people like uh, people being upset that 
I don't like they that's don't even ask them to wear a mask for their own safety and you know the other person and then you see people coughing on each other I'm like first of all before the whole COVID thing that's just rude in general like I know that's rude no one did that before like come on exactly you covered your mouth so like I can't I can't I can go through on this for like an hour or so oh my god and I was watching this segment about comparing the COVID to the Spanish flu and how everyone reacted back then and now mm-hmm. and it's pretty parallel like we're doing the same shit our ancestors did really like, I thought they yeah. reacted better no no they were just the same as us I was like what they didn't believe in masks either <laughs> jeez I don't know it's just crazy how we don't learn well that it's because people I just feel like people are like you're taking away my rights I'm like first of all if you feel like somebody saying hey could you put this mask on so that you won't be passing a virus around and people are like you're taking me taking away my rights i'm like you obviously don't know what it feels like to not to actually have your rights taken away because you don't actually have anything taken from you right and and that like doctors wear masks 24 7 practically in oh, er yes. so it's yeah. like how come they don't complain about it when they're operating on you but like you in the street or in the supermarket are complaining like i for the what what 30 minutes you're in there There's exactly who, like even now because of the covid you see videos mm-hmm. and pictures of like doctors layers layers and they wear it for like 12 hours at a day right and, and you're complaining about wearing your mask for 30 minutes while you go grocery shopping yeah no 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 becky no mm-hmm. sorry if your name's actually becky i'm not actually talking to you becky who's ever listening becky i'm talking to the beckys of karen's of britney's <laughs> <laughs> but anyway oh michelle i just have to ask you what is the um exciting and i like to think phenomenal thing that happened to us with you know one of your poems so we got some big news uh tell me at ama yeah he liked and commented on one of our instagram posts the other day the queen herself like right like i can't stop geeking out about it man like it was uh this fan art that i created on this pie crew uh website it was i was just like messing around and i found uh i found it like really relaxing to just create these characters kind of like dress them up really it's like playing dress up it was really fun (laughs) You guys should totally check it out. It's on our Instagram. It's like yeah. gorgeous. I love the fact that it's like more of an interpretation of the characters. Mm-hmm. And I love like, oh, I can't. I just it I turned out cute. I, you guys should go check it out. It is. I was so okay. So first of all, I was the first to see it because I was talking to. I like to address her as, even though she doesn't like to. I like to address our social media teacher, Brie Perales. Brie. Brie. Shout out to Brie. Yes, y'all check out her work. She's busy pre design. Okay, she's phenomenal. And she's, she's definitely been, like, been coaching us this whole time. Yes, and I love her. I've been I remember I was at work and I saw a little pop up come up on there and it says, Tommy Adiami liked your, you know, picture. And I was like, <laughs> like, is it a fan page? Because you know there's a lot of fan pages out there. Right. No. Yeah. I checked and she was verified and I was like, Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I like I couldn't. And I was like, Oh, okay, that's no biggie. And then not even like two seconds later, it says Tommy Eddie commented. And I was like, oh my God. And I texted her and she's like, no, no effing way. Like, no, no way. way. I was like, bitch, go look at it. Look at it in its gloriness. And I freaked out. Talk. I was running around the office. Ryan was like looking at me like a crazy person. It was great. <laughs> you didn't respond back because I was like, no. Michelle. <laughs> I was working. <laughs> Well, I know, but I was like, Michelle, screw whatever Mason has to say, okay? The (laughs) author commented on your post. (laughs) Who cares about Star Wars right now? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Good crack. Good crack. It was good. It was like, I'm so excited. I would love if, like, what if, like, okay, I know this is a dream, like, it's hot, I don't know, it's wishful thinking, but I would love, if, like, we, somehow we had, like, small interactions with the authors that way, with each book that we read. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I think, I, w- I wouldn't mind those little fangirl heart attacks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. But, here it comes, guys. 
we're going to be start setting the scene. So since it was chapters 26 through 38, I'm not going to lie to you guys. It it's it's been an emotional roller coaster. There's some parts I had to take some emotional freeway driving breaks and just have some peace and quiet because I couldn't. I couldn't with some of these characters. But yeah, yeah so set the scene. We set the scene surprisingly with Anon. I was I'm part of me was like I know he was back, but part of me was like, "Oh, you like this is a thing. You're back." Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? We haven't really heard too much from Anon until like you know the later chapters and like the last episode that we saw mm-hmm. or we recorded. But it's like Anon, while while was attacked by Zaley in the Dreamscape and almost killed, rightfully so. Like it's not like you know it was a Wednesday, and she's like, "This sounds like a good thing to do." <laughs> It actually, like, actually awakens out of a coma to the chaos that now consumes his city and his kingdom. So he's just waking up to this. Like, imagine taking a nap and then waking up and your house is like, oh, everything's on fire. Falling. Yeah, everything's falling down. <laughs> yeah. Like, one, one part of me was like, ooh, sorry about that, man. <laughs> but it's here we're introduced to his cousin. Is it Ojore? I know, like, there's an accent in there and it sounds beautiful by the narrator. Oh, I need to get her name. That way, listen to her on Audible. I love, like, how she pronounces the names. I'm going to butcher this with my um, savage American tongue. I apologize in advance. <laughs> but I think his cousin's name is Ajore, and his mother, who I can't stand, escorted by guards. Um, and he's caught up in the rebel, like, he's caught up to the how what happened with the rebellion and, and whatnot. And, it's, and he is quickly reined in as the king. So... After everything that he's been through, I don't know if you heard that. Excuse me, truck, we're recording. But, like, after everything that he's been through, he's finally king. So he was caught up on the rebellion and is quickly reigned in as king. So, like, he did get what he wanted, but, like, look at what he had to sacrifice. And, right? right? And then, like, the little prince, he has a dream, has dreamed of, like, he dreamed of the entire time. It's here we really get to see Anon try, and I mean really try, to stand out on his own two feet and have real integrity for his own morales. So now he's no longer having, like, the intimidation and the control of his father So because he's king now. Though, I'm not going to lie, you kind of side-eyeing his mother. Right. She's a little snake she, there. She is. Kind of slither her way into the crown, you know? Right. But at the same time, while you see him really try to, like, get his balance and stand in his own righteousness and his own morale and have backbone, at the same time, we're seeing Zaley um, being welcomed by her own people and feeling more at home and Amari feeling more as an outsider than before. Like, I feel like in the first book, especially, you kind of see, um, like, as they traveled with... Um, Zane, Zaley, and Amari. Mm-hmm. I feel like you really kind of sense that Zaley is like, and she's used to it, feeling like the outsider because she's Magi. Yeah. And Amari's kind of like, for the lack of, I guess, a better word, is like moving through the world in a little bit of more familiarity and with the 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 city and the monarchy. And now, because she no longer has that in the same escape or the same way now that she's with Zaley's people with the magi that that emotion and those feelings of like awkwardness and um unsureness have flipped so now Zaley is right at home with her people because they have also understood her pain and what they've been through what they've sacrificed and what you know and here's Amari who's the outsider she's the other she's part of the enemy and it, she's like the enemy because she, I don't think she was ever really judged by her appearance or the her speech and anything anybody thought negatively about it. Like, Zaley has people imagined about her being right. a magi. And now... Now the tables you know, have flipped. Yeah, so now she's at, you know, the very people who her father has tortured and, and tormented. And she, because of how she looks and her family and that relation... Now she is the other and she's the enemy. And, uh, and 
rightfully not rightfully so but like they're the ones looking at her not wanting to have anything to do with her because of her her connection to her father and the monarchy yeah it's it's like karma but like also like as a character she kind of doesn't deserve it but like her people do of course yeah i mean like yeah the monarchy itself like everybody i think like i think the author does such a phenomenal job with um kind of tying in again like this is the whole book in the story tying in the like the reality of what's going on now with right. the book and i feel like sometimes excuse me like people might feel that way especially with the black lives matter it's like amari's having to kind of take a step back and realize while she herself has never ordered anything towards the magi or harmed anybody in any way she is still in some way connected to her father because that is her you know that her father that's her blood right and the monarchy and the power that that holds and she's the symbolism for that so right yeah i think that's kind of like you'll hear throughout the story or throughout the chapters here which I have to admit, this is a, like a lot of parts I had to take a step back because I was like, oh, this is a little too close to home. Like, <laughs> it's hidden hard. Yeah, but it's something you need to it's something you need to be aware of. And I think it's Amari, while it's frustrating and she wants, you know, the kingdom, she wants good for the kingdom. I think she first has to like realize where they're coming from and mm-hmm. like where it's coming because you can't just like skip over that. You And I feel for her and I totally agree with you, Michelle. Like she doesn't deserve it. But right now she's the only person from that like not era, but like what do you like? From that culture, the monarchy, yeah, from the her, power. Yeah, from the monarchy. Yeah. So she's kind of getting the grunt she's of it. Take, all. Yeah, the brunt of it for sure. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to say I have to sip my soda real quick because I can't. First of all, this is just getting like besides all that, but I can't believe that Queen Nahanda wants and is okay with the genocide of a group of people. Like the evil she brings within her own kingdom of Orisha is absolutely disgusting. I know, right? I play. <laughs> Oh, just as a mother and anything, it just it's sickening to see. Like, I don't understand how she could say this is for the better of my kingdom and then talk about her kingdom, like, like her people who look like her. Yeah. <laughs> she does not care about the Magi whatsoever. But here's the thing I don't get is that at this point, too, she does. She, like, it's here, right? She does know she's a Teton. Mm hmm. So she does have a certain amount of magic. Right? Right. The part that's frustrating is before all this happened, she was saying, I don't want magic. I don't like the magic because they have magic. And And now she's like using it willy nilly. Yeah, she's really using it. Well, she's like, I don't like it because they have magic. I don't like magic. It's it's not good. Yada, yada. But my magic is pristine and perfect. Right, so now I'm like, okay, so I, now you're kind of like a magi in the sense that, like, you wield magic, just not in the same way. Mm-hmm. But now you still don't like the magi. Like, now you don't, you literally have no reason why you shouldn't like them. Because now you also have magic. Yeah. I can't, I can't. And it's, like, also the fact that she's willing. Okay, so here's the thing that I thought was just, like, shocking. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, Michelle. Like, she's a Teton, but she she doesn't she like suck the magic out of her own people in order to like i don't know increase her own power kind of thing yeah so she uh like can use people um pretty much like batteries (laughs) (laughs) batteries like she's like energizer bunny yeah she's like i need another another battery come on (laughs) give me the juice Give me the juice. But here's the thing. Like, okay. Okay. So here's my thought process. Follow me here, Michelle. Yes. She wants to better the kingdom. So she's going to try to get rid of the Magi because of magic. But then she gains magic abilities, but still wants to get rid of the Magi. 
but yes. because of she wants to go to the Magi because you know the pain that they've called her caused her and you know yada the wars that have gone on by the way that are not their fault but I digress okay that go on right okay so but then she's like they've destroyed people and ruined lives okay but then in the same breath she's like you know what what I can do I can take my soldiers I can absorb their magic potentially basically killing them in order to attack the magi I'm like aren't you like you're no better like you're like going two steps forward like five step backwards like what I don't even think she's stepping at this time I think she's (laughs) trying to breeze through this like She's on her like scooter. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like I can't. I just her thought process. It's, I think it's to, like she's all she's all saying like oh she's willing to destroy her own people and her soldiers in the name of quote unquote keeping the kingdom safe. It's total bull. Like it's total total bull. bull. It's all for power. And I think I found myself again more frustrated that like I don't think. Like, I don't know if Anon has that type of connection like he did with his, like, I don't know if he's trying to gain approval by his mother the same way he was his father. But I really wish he would recognize that for what it is within his mother and, like, cut that shit out. hmm Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely blind to her. Is that like a monarchy thing? Because I feel like, like I feel like I think it's just like a non and Amari kind of thing. Because <laughs> they're the only ones that seem to be like, we can just kumbaya this shit, and everybody's like, nah, like, <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, <laughs> we can't do that, right? You know how many people we've lost? How the the PTSD we've gone through, the torment, the torture. And you just want to be like, everything's fine. Everything's great. Kumbaya. Right. <laughs> but, but at least, you know, Anon still wants peace. And he's like, I don't know. He wants he wants it. But, like, he, I don't think he's going to get it unless he just gets rid of his mom. You know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, either, like, locks her away or kills her or sends her away. Like, banishes her. Like, I'm. Because she's just going to keep snaking her way in. Like the evil mother-in-law that she is. She's like, let me just slither in. Slither in. I'm a snaky snake. <laughs> I love that meme, by the way. Yeah. I'm a snake. I'm a snaky snake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just, I wish, I think that's going to take some time. I think he's slowly like he's totally but he's still too trusting he's still too trusting of like everyone around him true i think though you have to realize like this had been his life the last what 18 19 years and now he's 19 yeah but i just found that out (laughs) (laughs) but then he's sitting up there like pikachu like what like like surprise (laughs) (laughs) but like like how people react to you like wow these are good Pikachu, you know that meme? I know. Yeah, I know the meme. <laughs> what? He's like, what? He goes straight minion on their ass. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he, I, th- I think, you know, as is, is frustrating as this is, I think this is part of the growth. I think everybody gets through that. Like, he's realizing that, like, he doesn't have a, the, what do you call it? Like, the, the hero complex with his dad and his mother. They're like, they need to get rid of the magi. I think he's slowly coming into his own adulthood and thinking for himself and realizing that not everything is set up the way he thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And I think like anything in real life, that's going to take some time to process. I think it's processing a little bit quicker with his mother. Cause he's like, Oh, she's crazy. She, she's absorbing people. Right. This <laughs> <laughs> should be crazy. Yeah. So I think, I think he's slowly realizing, and especially being around Zaylee and other magi and seeing, like, what the true beauty of it is. Like, it's not tainted by, like, when he was at, I call it the party, but, like, (laughs) or maybe, like, the magi (laughs) (laughs) rave. But, like, when he was surrounded by Zaylee's people and seeing, like, what it meant to them and seeing that it blended with their culture and it was part of who they were as a people. And the actual peace that it was, and it wasn't just all like war, fire, and like 
Like they weren't going on like, you know, airbender shit on. Uh, it was there was actual beauty within the culture and the magic that she was taught and grew up with. Right, and, yeah. And, yeah, witnessing that for himself and then coming back to his kingdom and knowing the truth of it all and seeing that a lot of people are tainted or have been fed these lies of because of the king or the queen. Like, yeah. I, I feel for him. And so Do you I, think the non is like super like um easily easily to be persuaded by i think because he's still so young i think maybe he's still, like malleable like yeah like I, he met zaley and like almost instantly like she she like caught his eye and like he like turned his views towards hers and then he like goes back home in this book he's with his mom and it's more like maybe I need to do this, maybe, well, but I still want to, like, be nice to the Magi. I still want them to be in my kingdom, you know? But, like, also listening to his mom, like, I don't know. If, I think if he, like, stays with his mom too long, it, like, corrupts him more. Really? Because I was starting to think, like, it's, I feel like it's anything, I mean, I can't say too much. I haven't done too much traveling because of funds, but I feel like it's anything, like, you can relate it to real life, too. Like, people, you can be, you know, American, and live i don't know let's say in korea for like two years right you're mm-hmm. gonna learn more about korean culture by your own experiences and meeting people who live and breathe that culture and that's who they are versus like reading a book or reading something online and being in your room like it's informative True. but you have to take it with a grain of rice and i feel like that's what he's been fed like he was the kid in his room and his parents are like these are the this is the truth this is what it is and that's what right that's what he learned until you know he traveled he and saw actually, it for himself firsthand exactly yeah yeah and because even his mother and his father yeah it's definitely like, changed him for sure and i yeah and i don't and so, think he would go full yeah well crazy I think, I think it's gonna take some time because now like now he's not in the he's not in that environment anymore right it's he it's very easy to like seep back into his old ways yeah, but I think in this instance, because he has, like, a deeper connection, he has somebody he cares about there. Mm-hmm. Who that's, And I think that's important is that, like, now... Because before, he had nobody to relate to or protect who happened to be Magi. Right. Now he does, and he realizes that the moves... If he were to perpetuate that and follow those, or follow that hate and move in that type of... Um, thought process that motion that he wouldn't be bringing the kingdom together and it could potentially hurt Zaley. and i think that's where he's really that his actions and his words and the way he thinks really have like weight to it and it could really destroy and harm somebody he truly cares about mm-hmm. and i think this is him being back home is a test to um his, his own morals yeah like like i think it's like what did they say life gives you the lesson or life gives you the test and then you learn the lesson. And I feel like in this instance, like it might be a little bit more like he learned some shit and now he's being tested. Now yeah. it's like, okay, this now that you know this, yeah, this is your test. Now you got to stand on your own feet and hold your own ground and not budge. Even if you have the whole world against you, mm-hmm. stay in your truth. And I think that's what he's learning for himself and becoming more of a man and, his, yeah. and more of an adult. And he still really cares a lot about Zaylee. Like you can hear it in his like internal thoughts and stuff and his his perspective. Yeah. I mean Zaylee She hates his guts, but you know understandably. Understandably. Yeah. But I think it's hard for her to imagine like anything that if Anon's there and something bad happens to her people, she's gonna blame Anon. Even yeah. if it's not Anon who did it himself. Right. <clears throat> but like I don't know, like, while all this is happening in the kingdom, I like that, like, the book jumps back to, like, Amari, and I start to really feel for Amari, who also starts to question Zaylee's loyalty and the integrity towards Amari when she is surrounded by her own people. Like, because mm-hmm. before, she, her and Zaylee were like, this is what we want to do. We want to put you on the throne. We want to make the kingdom better. We want to make it fair and peaceful for the Magi and feel safe. Right. And I think Amari's kind of seen... They were on the same page Like Yeah, they were on the same page before, but... Because there's just the two of them, and and Zane, of course. 
Yeah, but I think it's different because, like, now, like, again, they're also being tested. Their friendship's being tested. Once oh, again yeah. It's going to the ringer for sure. Yeah, but I just, I don't know. Maybe it's because, like, maybe it's because I can sympathize so much with Zaylee. Like, I'm not going to say Team Zaylee or Team Amari because I don't want to split the sisterhood up. No. But I, I could definitely relate so much with Zaylee because it's, mm-hmm. she's, like, she finally found her place. In a in a place where like people who understand her pain, like even her brother, while they did lose their mother and they did lose their father, it's different when she's magi and Zane isn't being hunted down the same way she is. Yeah. And her mother was a magi and, and losing that, like her parents to that, I think, and and having people who are not only lost people but also magi so they know any insecurities or any doubts that she had or any type of anger she's had their people can empathize and sympathize and be compassionate towards her own pain and sometimes like have i don't know healing towards it and you can see zaylee wanting to stay in that space but i think amari because she's she's thinking so broadly of like i want to you know save the kingdom i want a better kingdom i don't I think she's really trying to, she's starting to question Zaylee and her, and her ability. She isn't as fast or as bold as before when it comes to like sticking up for Mari too, Zaylee. Mm-hmm. Like she, she tends to be a little bit more quiet. So if any of the other matters have anything to say about. Yeah, she has shied back a little bit from that. Yeah. In front of uh, the other Magi. Yeah. I can see, uh, I can see where Mari is like, whoa, where are you? Like, you're supposed to be sticking up for me, but Zaylee isn't, you, she does hold back a little bit. She really doesn't have too much to say as far as, like, protecting her from Zaylee's, like, taking everything in all at once. Like, she's like, oh my gosh, there's so much magi here. There's this whole place that we're in, and it's, like, amazing. And she's still, still trying to, like, I think, comprehend everything. And yeah. her own clan, you know? Yeah, oh, Mari with the connectors? Well, Mari with the connectors, but Zaylee with her reapers. Yeah, and I think, though, it's, like, Amari in herself is a connector, but, ooh, girl, you remember? I I get that she was looking at Zaylee, like, okay, well, if you're not going to have my back, I got to get them to trust me in their own right. way. Girl, <laughs> I was holding my breath when Amari challenged, was it Ramaya? Ramaya, yeah. The oh. connector elder. Oh, my God. I had chills. So I was like, what are you doing? But also, like, get it. Fuck yeah. No, like part of me was like, girl, like <laughs> this is the part. Like, I remember when this was happening, I was in my car. I literally had to pause. Like, I just turned my radio off. Yeah. So I was like, girl, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Like, this mm-hmm. is not going to go down. Like, they're not going to be like, oh, you won. This is fantastic. I'm like, you do not know what you're getting yourself into. Right. And I was like, but I get why she felt the need to do it. But I was like, girl, this is not going to go down well. And. It's going to be a rough road. <laughs> yeah. I, and I won't lie. For like the first time ever since starting the series, I really started to feel some sort of way towards Amari. Like I was doubtful of her own loyalty and her work. Yeah. Just because like. If it like. And what happened? Like, because I was like, if you seriously hurt her, they're not going to like you. But you also need to defend yourself. But I also didn't like that Ramaya was like. Out for blood. <laughs> Yeah, out for blood. It was not supposed to be that and way. And Mama Agba was like, no killing, just no maiming, just knock them out. That's it. Like, Yeah, she's like, babies don't kill babies. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then Ramaya's like, oh yeah, it's fine. And then she, you know, proceeds to try to beat her to a bloody pulp. Yeah. But. And then Amari, like, stands up and, like, totally, like, oh, uh, palpatines her ass. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like makes her into a vegetable like puts her in a coma puts Ramaya in a coma like i got i was like i, I was scared I was like, yeah what did you do amari Jeez, she doesn't even know yeah i think though when she went into that fight there was a little bit of arrogance on her end because oh yeah because i feel like she felt like, like i think she i understand she's thinking for a bigger like the big picture but I feel like there was arrogance because she's like, I know a few incantations. And I feel like she, again, broke her promise because she was like, 
She's like, I know a few incantations. Even though I promised Daily I would not use them against the Magi, what does she do? She goes right ahead and uses it, like, yeah. two seconds later. Exactly. And it's just like, she's using this, and she doesn't, and she thinks, oh, I just know a few of these. This will be good enough. And I'm like, honey, like, you still don't understand. There's a culture that comes into this. There's a, there's a, it's like a whole, oh, I, and it's just like, though, like, her thinking she can go into the, could be an equal in a fight with just a few incantations, to me, was a huge sign of arrogance. And I think yeah. that's sometimes, like, you, she's human, but, you know, life is going to knock her down and talk about knocking her down. Though, mm-hmm. so, I do love... At least she had some humility afterwards where she felt very remorseful for what she did. True. But even Zaylee was like, don't turn around. Don't say anything. Like, you're not going to help the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I do, like, you can see Zaylee's grown a little bit, especially with the position that she is as an elder. Um, she does really set Amari straight. Even She does try to help her understand, too, like, the culture and the blood. Because Zaylee's like, all right, I know an incantation. I have this magic. And Zaylee's like, it's not about that. She goes, this runs in our blood. This is our culture. This is our livelihood. This is our breath, like our breath of air. Our life essence. Yeah. And she's like, it's not just like magic. It's not just like you snap your fingers and it's good. Like you can just run down to Walmart, pick it up and wear it. And this seems to fit me perfectly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's, it's a way of living. It's, it's connection to the gods. And it's not something to be taken lightly. And I think that's so much of like, again, relating back to like reality. I think that's what it is too with like black culture within America, specifically speaking, is that um, like people try to like, you can hear, you can, I, for me, I recognize it in the sense of like, people talk about the culture of hair, right? It's like that, that's the, you know, braids, cornrows or whatever could be a way of like, keeping our hair neat it's part of our culture as far as like a group of people and i don't know it's the livelihood it's 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 the upbringing it's the pain and even with zaylee which it's the pain is the grievance it's the the anger that you have it's everything wraps together and it and while some of it's ugly all of it's beautiful and for amari just to kind of come in and be like I know an incantation. Like, yeah, very naive. Yeah, but you know, sometimes life, you know, deals you. You gotta. Mari had to learn the hard time, <laughs> the hard way. Yeah. I just wish their sisterhood would like slowly come together. I know Zaylee knows that Amari meant well. Mm-hmm. But I also love the fact that, like, as any good friendship, Zaylee held her accountable. And she's like, didn't you promise me that you would never use these incantations against a magi? And what was the first thing you did when you had an opportunity? Exactly. Yeah. So. (sighs) Yeah. I don't know, Michelle. Yeah, I wish there was another way that they would actually, like, listen to her without her having to do these drastic measures. But I, I couldn't see a way out either, honestly. I think, well, sometimes you there's not, you can't take no shortcuts with this. You can't, like, what is it like? I'm and it's still an up, uphill battle for her, you know? It is. Even yeah. as an elder, she's, they still don't listen to her. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, what did you expect? Do you think they're going to, like, listen to you right away? Be, yeah. like, happy, happy buddies? exactly and i think that's like with i i think Mm. this whole like section of the chapters that you've been reading is literally realizing just how kind of naive that both Anon and amari are through this page because one they really were sheltered that not to their like fault but they really were sheltered to like the ways of the world and and the way and also the amount of pain that the magi have like yeah. the magi have also what would you say like caused like you know they're not innocent there's blood on their hands as well but i feel like there's a lot of pain that their father has caused them that had them react that way mm-hmm. and i feel like you first have to acknowledge 
the pain and the wrongdoings. And I think in order, like you have to acknowledge that before you can make a new step anywhere. And to just trying to make a, I realize while I agree with Amari and Anon for what they want, in order to move in that direction, you really need to just confront like the amount of the amount of pain and what was actually done to them in order to because you can't like because if you just ignore that and try to move they're gonna have resentment because there's no acknowledged there's nobody taking responsibility for like 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 you can even just talk about one person zaylee literally watched her mother be hung on a tree right for me magi somebody like father was beat to a pulp and then, like other people's, like were whipped and 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 like hung up and strung up in trees as well. And for like Anon and Ma- Namari, while they weren't there, I know they didn't do it. I don't think they can imagine at all, like to like be beaten or fear as like a six year old or a five year old, just to be terrorized just because you're magical. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's going to take some time though, but there's, there's so much you can go into that, like that, ugh, ugh. <laughs> like, like, I just, you just feel it though, man. Yeah. Yeah. But what is it like? What was it? What was that scene where like all the elders get together, right? Mm-hmm. And what were they trying to plan? Was it like a temple thing? Like I've tried to drop my memory of it. Okay, so yeah. Uh what was it? Amari or Zaylee? One of them came up with a plan to go back to the temple and grab all the scrolls so they can teach the magi different incantations. Yeah, so um so they're at the they're at the table talking about this plan to go to the temple and Zaylee's like, well, we need to have like, like a more like higher, like leverage over your mother, you know? And Amari's like, yeah, I understand that, but I, I just want peace. And she, she just keeps preaching pe- peace and everything. And Zaylee's like, I want power to defeat people. <laughs> so I was like wondering, is Zaylee actually playing Amari? By like placating her that we're oh it's peace but we're we're not taking peace off the table but we're gonna I just need more leverage do you think she's placating her you know a little bit to I like mean, go along with her plan I think she was all for peace but I don't think I think Zaylee has trust issues because imagine she she definitely wants to kill like Anon well yeah I mean this is the boy where she you know they were making it out in a beautiful forest and he was yeah. promising her the world and how they're gonna change things. And what does he do? He like, which was naive of him. It was naive he- of him, but I, and um, but it's also it was naive of him to promise her that and to say that. But and I think it was really unfair because that's what she wanted all along was to have that justice. But I think there was some trust specifically the monarchy or like with Anon and knowing that Mari is still like like she's still with her brother because that's her brother and i think mm-hmm. i th- I think zaylee just can't trust her because amar is not really to like see beyond her but beyond her nose what's the same but like she's not willing to see the foot or see her brother in that light because all she's like okay i get it you don't like my brother but he wants peace too and she's like you don't understand you promised me the world and then his father captured me and carved maggot in my back and he walked away. And he did nothing. Yeah. Yeah. He did nothing. And he carved his, and his father carved a word into my back. So now you just want me to be all hunky dory about this? Like, I'd be, I'd be her too. I'd be like, you, I don't remember yeah. you there. I wish that, I wish Anon like went and like stopped his father from ever, ever doing that. But no, he was a little bish. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the the growing part of it too. And, but 
I do think Amari did come up with a badass plan with her. Ooh, sorry. Thank y'all. Talk too fast. <laughs> but I do think Amari came up with like a badass plan when they decided finally agreed to. And she's like, "I got this idea, yo." And they were like, "Fine, let the newbie in." Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. They're- and of course, like Anon, like figures out their plan and beats them to the temple and everything. I was like, "Why do you always beat them to the temple? <laughs> why? We have to realize, why is he always like tree? one step ahead of them?" Yeah, he's like using it to his advantage. Like, yeah, he, like he knows them. He knows, like, oh, exactly. if I was them, what would I do, and how would I do it? And so, yeah, he's he's a smart cookie. I'll give him that. He's a smart cookie when it comes to military tactics, but not, like, emotional intelligence. No, no. Because, you know, <laughs> well, he was raised by Sir Wan, so, of course, Sir Wan and her- he has no emotional control. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Amari comes up with a badass plan to cross the ravine. Because, um, like, his guards are on the bridge, I think, right? Yeah. And they're guarding the temple. So they're, like, sneaking in, like, double agent style. They... They use their powers to dun, cross the dun, ravine dun, under dun, the bridge. Dun, like dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's all I can see them, but now it's like <laughs> So they're like, Oh, okay, I see you, Amari. I see you for like a second. <laughs> okay, first of all, first of all, they get in there. I love the fact that <laughs> I like how they actually make it inside the temple without being like noticed, and then all of a sudden it turns like into like this comedy of like they see yes. him and they do a double take. Yeah, and they're like, "Shit!" <laughs> and, and they start like scuba doing. Yeah, you're like, doo, 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 doo. I don't know what that sound. Doo, 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 whatever the name of run. Yeah, they do that, and then it's just like they run, and Amari's like, "She's like, what now?" And Amari's like, "Run, <laughs> run." <laughs> And I just see like that's right. We're gonna leave those do in there because that's just fun to running through different doors and stuff. Right. Oh my gosh, in the zigzag pattern. Right. And they make it to the scroll room and then there's like a dead end. They're like getting like their Anon is coming on them with his army and they're like in this corner and all of a sudden like Zaley opens the door to the scroll room, which is like the secret door. Which is cool. And then they like pretty much trapped inside the room because there's only one way in and one way out. <laughs> it's not it's not like the room of requirements where it like opens another door somewhere else. No. Nope. And they can't tunnel through because apparently it's lined with this special metal. I don't know. They were like, uh, oh, I can't do anything. But I'm like, what? <laughs> Whatever. Right? But it's cool. Like they see the scroll. <sighs> the scrolls, man. All the scrolls. And I was like, the there's scroll. so much like history here. And like they can't sense. possibly take them all back. And, yeah. And they I only love... have so much hands. <laughs> so much. Hand. I only got hands. <laughs> but like, yeah, they only have so much. And I, but it does break my heart though. Like, that they like have to right. destroy them, the scrolls because that they leave she's... behind. Because, yeah, you don't want them to be left behind by the enemy to get, you know. Exactly. And then, like, you have Queen Nahanda sitting up there with her, you know, gen- oh, no. Energizer Bunny soldiers and the scroll. <laughs> like, you don't want yeah. that. Yeah. No. But you do see Amari. No, not Amari. Zaylee. Is it Amari? No, it's Amari and Zaylee. Like, Zaylee gets some really badass tattoo glows. Like, yeah. So she starts glowing. <laughs> like like all her tattoos start glowing and then they like different colors pour out of her like face <laughs> and she starts floating <laughs> and Amari's like no let me help and she grabs her arm and then she starts like floating and like blue light pours out of her just like kind of like it reminds Zaylee of her vision that she had ooh, ooh yeah and I was like, ooh, yes. So she's like, I finally understand my vision and I know how to beat Queen Nahanda. Right? And I'm like, ooh, I got goosebumps when she that happened. Right? It was like a movie scene where it's like in credits. That's oh. it. All right, bye, guys. <laughs> right? Oh, man. I would say that, I'm not going to lie to you. This was just the start 
it wasn't until later, like as we continued, this is just the start of like the emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Because Oh, like, it gets more emotional from here, guys. Yeah, like I don't know how to put it. Like this chapter, I was like, there's so many times I had to pause it because I was getting so frustrated with Amari that I had to step back and realize she just doesn't understand. She's learning. She's a little baby. She's a little she's a little titan. Right. Like, we could just have peace. And I'm like, you can't just have peace without acknowledging the, the pain. Right. But like reading this, I don't know about you, because I'm crazy and I bought the physical book and I have the actual book, like the audible audible book, because it's just not the same, you guys. Okay. But I realized with the chapters, I'm like, why are the chapters so short? I was just I know. So curious. The book is smaller and the chapters are really short, I've noticed too. Mm-hmm. But that was just something that like crossed my mind. I was like, we zipping through their their inner monologues, like y'all. Mm-hmm. It's like whiplash. <laughs> oh my gosh! But I think for now, guys, that's like our wrap up. You will definitely. There is so much more to come for episode nine. I can't, first of all, I can't believe we make it to episode eight. I'm so excited about that. Oh, right, but. So tense around the corner. Ah, double digits. Double digits. Yes. Please let us know what you guys think, like what we could work on. We are completely open to like actual critiques. critiques yes. And criticism to how to make the podcast better. I know, like, we'll we're definitely taking it all the notes and like the the suggestions because we do agree with a lot of them. Um, I think the only reason we haven't done them at this time is because, you know, Rona and money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, money, money has like for my end of it, too, it's like money kind of plays in with the Rona, like how mm-hmm. things going. But oh, yeah. I definitely agree. Like Michelle and I definitely want to invest in uh, a Mike's. microphone. That's something we've already talked about. And we're like putting that aside because. We used our friend Ryan's thanks Ryan's microphone and we fell in love with it. It was pretty good. I I'm using a different one this week. Uh it's my brother's mic from his gaming setup. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully this sounds good. <laughs> Hopefully. If not, then you know, you guys, thanks for being patient and going through like our whole like I like to say this is definitely like a pat like a what do you call it? A pat, like a love passion it's a little it's our little baby thanks for like going through the nooks and crannies with us we love all the suggestions that we get back from you guys we do take them to heart and well not to heart like we do take them seriously right and thanks but, for sticking with us and being patient uh through these tough times like we're still we're back recording in our separate rooms now so yeah because of rona because like we saw california numbers and we're like we are not going to be a part of that. So yeah. we are doing our little, we are following the, P, the PSA. Yeah, we are doing Ryan's our part. Yes. But for now, I'm going to leave you guys with a little quote for the next chapters for episode nine. And it says here, I crawl forward and peek out of the tri- triangular space until I can see Zaylee's face. She places her palms flat against the stone wall almost frozen stiff as she waits for Kenyon's incantation. As soon as the wall opens, you run, he says. If you don't, you'll burn. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.